Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by Facebook post and Idaho. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I was pretty hot on Facebook through my through my mid mid and late 20s and uh, the beginning of my 30s. Facebook came out when I was a senior in high school, or excuse me, not a senior in high school, but a senior in college. And man, it was instantly one of those things that you got sucked onto. It wasn't quite as strong as it was, excuse me, as it has become. It used to be that you had individual pages, like people had essentially little websites and they'd post things on their website and you'd creep from one website to the next website. So if there's somebody that you were interested in, you're kind of creeping on their Facebook or checking out what's going on, what music they're listening to, but you'd have to go to it. And eventually they made this feed where they just streams the things that are changing with people. And initially everyone hated it, but then it was over. And as such, man, I've posted a lot of things that I think are dumb. <laughs> there's, there's just really no... No two ways about it. I posted things on Facebook when I was 23, 24. And if you go onto my Facebook, you can find those things. From when I was like 24, there's a picture of me when I was like 19 at Pac-10s in the rowing championship. I looked like a homeless guy. Like there's, there are things there that represent my life, but my life when looked at as a whole on Facebook, my life has obviously changed. It's changed. I mean, I'm a, I'm a different person now. One, one thing in particular that is, is interesting to look at is when UC Berkeley had a lot of social unrest, I think it was 2012, 2013, there were riots, there were speakers coming to UC Berkeley that uh, conservative speakers that ended up leaving and in the wake of their speeches there were hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage i mean there were people driving cars through the front of stores it, w it was a real train wreck and my brother-in-law who i care for very much is a police officer in Berkeley and Berkeley had done a really good job trying to integrate the police into the community and make sure there are no make sure there are no tragedies and in fact i think in the last 8 years there has not been one police involved shooting in berkeley in the city of berkeley i mean it's a tremendous thing it's a horrible it's such a tra uh, tragedy that they have now been been defunded to the tune of i think 50% when they don't have they've done a tremendous job in berkeley they don't have a lot of complaints they don't have uh, police-involved shootings. They don't have these tragedies, and now they're they're really gutting them. But that's a different that's a different day. At the moment, excuse me. At the time when this was going down, I I was hearing about the things he was having to go through. He was he was showing up to these riots. They had to make these police lines to protect the the campus and protect uh, protect all these different build, buildings and they were just it was crazy it was absolute chaos they were up until like four or five in the morning jumping over these barricades stopping stopping you know Molotov cocktails and all kinds of stuff and I posted something on Facebook about it about like what is happening and there was this enormous conversation 
that ensued. And I have a lot of diverse friends, and some of them came at me very hard with like, well, your brother-in-law's job is a little bit more difficult, but these people have, you know, the people that were writing are representing different groups of people that are incredibly displeased with the police. And I kept saying, look, this did not spawn from, the, these riots did not spawn from misbehavior with the police. The, the people writing are upset about, you know, Milo Yiannopoulos coming, coming to campus. And there were people coming from out of the city. There were these large groups that were bussing in people from, say, Sacramento and the surrounding areas to join the protests and riots in Berkeley. So it's not just like it was Berkeley students. I mean, these were anarchists, people dressed in black, just destroying the city, looting and taking advantage. And and I wasn't happy about that. And I, as rare as it is, I actually had a very reasonable, awesome conversation with my friends in the public square on Facebook that I reflect on, that I reflect on from, from time to time. And the terrifying thing about that is not that I had a good conversation with them. It's that somebody could take a portion of what I said or all of what I said and say, this is Matt's opinion on, you know, I don't know, Black Lives Matter. I don't think they were really around then. Or or Antifa, or UC Berkeley cops, or anything like that. Because it's there. It's out there. I can't stop it once I hit post. And I, I don't post things anymore on Facebook, but it's out there. I can't do anything about it. And that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem for us as a community, for us as a society. It's a huge problem that other people can take something stored digitally in the world and thrust it back into the world even though it's been gone for almost a decade and say look this is your this is your view i've been thinking about this a lot and i've been very burnt out on california recently just everything going on it's it's very disheartening and i've been looking at moving i've been looking at moving to idaho let's say I got very excited about it. Boise seems like an awesome spot. The college is awesome. Cheaper cost of living. And I have this very romantic view of what living in Idaho would be. You know, have property, giant backyard. You can just do things. So I tell some friends about this. And in this conversation with my friends, they bring up a couple things that I hadn't thought of. They bring up you know, issues that I hadn't considered and they bring up their own life experiences and some of them had moved away and moved back and they told me why. And in this particular conversation, I dug in. I dug in with myself. I was hearing them talk about the different aspects of pros and cons of a move like this. And I found myself being persuaded by what they were saying, but thinking to myself, you know, I started this conversation 15 minutes ago saying I wanted to move to Idaho. I better stick with that. And in this conversation as I was running home, because I had run to see them and we were hanging out and I was running home, and I, I realized, you know, it's not the internet that's going to be a problem with our, with our fixed opinions. It's us. 
It's the individuals. If somebody brings something up from 10 years ago that I said on Facebook, I can say, yeah, that was 10 years ago. And I was either wrong or I think I was partially right or, you know, I still agree with it. But I can talk in a reasonable manner that everybody's becoming accustomed to. Hey, look, that was then and this is now and whatever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not my Facebook person from 10 years ago. People are being, becoming accustomed to that type of defense of an opinion. But how are we to defend against ourselves? How are we to defend against that stupid little voice that was rambling in my head saying, hey, this is what you said? You better stick by it. It was a terrible thing to realize as I was running home. It was terrible to realize I did that. And this is, thank God, something not of massive immediate consequence. You know, just kicking around the idea of moving. That's not the end of the world. But I, I saw the characteristic in myself. I saw that goofy little thing where it was like, don't change your mind. Show no fear. Like, dig in harder. And man, if we, if we can't get away from that kind of dialogue with ourselves, if we can't think to ourselves, look, just because you said this once doesn't mean it has to be this way. You could be wrong. Maybe you're right. Who knows? But you need to have flexibility. If we can't have that conversation with ourselves where nobody else can see and be honest about it, how could we ever, ever expect anyone to not attempt to thrust something we said 10 years ago in our face? The change we need with these types of problems, the change we need with dated ideology and dated thoughts and dated concepts, it starts with us. I don't need other people to be sympathetic. I need to be sympathetic with myself. I need to be flexible with myself. And if I can do that, and other people can do that, whatever the hell I said on Facebook 10 years ago, it's not going to matter to anyone. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Thank you, everyone. And please do remember, the essay classes are lining up daily, as are the SAT and ACT review. If you need some help, just hit me up. Thank you.